And we're live. Welcome back to another episode of Very Important Man. I'm your host, Bailey Hardwick, reporting live from the Very Important Studios, a.k.a. my parents' garage. Um, boy, oh boy, it's been a minute. Uh, I recorded some episodes. I didn't like them. I've been in a rut, honestly, creatively. Just been feeling like shit. You know, feeling like, a, you know, what the fuck am I doing? Had to take a, had to take a fucking break, dude. It's good for you. So you know, some, it's good to take a fucking break every once in a while. Come back rejuvenated, ready to fucking talk about some stuff, ready to say some things, talk about what's going on. Um, holy shit, uh, what has gone on? Uh, well, Trump is not the president anymore. That's the, that's over. Uh, now it's Sleepy Joe. Thank, <laughs> thank God, uh, for now. <laughs> it would be nice. Uh, if he's everything that everybody thought, but, you know, I'm willing to bet he's going to continue to be what he actually is at heart, which is a politician. So everybody just sort of curb your, uh, cur- I guess, you know, curb your fucking enthusiasm about it in the long run. Uh, he's been the president for a little bit. I still don't have my stimulus check yet. All that bullshit about, like, if you vote for me, you're going to get the stimulus check. Yeah, Joe, where's that fucking money you promised me? <laughs> Hasn't fucking happened yet. Um, supposedly it's imminent. It's going to happen. Um, I'll believe in what's in my bank account. Uh, and fuck if we don't need it, dude, we need it so bad. COVID is still a thing. Uh, there's still, you're still not allowed to be outside. Indoor dining is impossible. Outdoor dining is also impossible. I drove through old town Pasadena today and holy shit. Is it a fucking ghost town? Boarded up walls still, empty fucking buildings. We don't know. The America that we come back to when everybody's allowed to go outside is going to be very, very fucking different than the one that we went, that we left. It's going to be very different than the one that we left. Um, I'll just say that I still haven't even, I haven't even been like into LA in a little bit. To like, I actually, I actually planned on doing that today and I actually never did. I actually still could. It's early enough that I could fucking go for a drive. But, um, yeah, uh, still fucking, still fucking destroying communities, still fucking thousands of people dead. It's, uh, yeah, man, it's a great time to do stand up at the park. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm doing a show at, uh, Lafayette, uh, Lafayette Park, please, for the love of God, come out. Uh, wear a mask, stay six feet apart. They're not paying me, but there will be donuts. <laughs> oh, fuck. I miss comedy. I haven't done it in forever. I actually did a podcast. Another podcast. The uh, I did Josh and Her- and Geraldo. Gerald, how do I sound fucking retarded saying his name? Josh, I did Geraldo Alocon. The, uh, I did the Josh Ryder podcast. Over, over there, over there, and, uh, where the fuck were we? We were in, um, God, I want to say Citrus, and I know that's not what the fuck it is. Uh, fucking, we were in Claremont. Drove all the way to Claremont, did a podcast with a very nice setup, with some very nice gentlemen. Go check out that podcast. Uh, the, uh, the episode was, uh, it was very fun. Super fun. Very well done. Really funny guys. Um, great, 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 great guys. Anyway, 
Um, it's been going on with me recently besides uh, taking the podcast world over by storm. I, um, I think I talked about this in the other one. I got it in the last one. I got a new job. I got a new job and I'm, you know, working over there and I'm working at the other job and I'm, you know, trying to make some money, trying to get debt free, all that, all that stuff. And, uh, that's essentially it. It's just been nose to the fucking grindstone for the past month, for the past couple months. And it's, you know, seemingly no end in sight, to be honest about it. Uh, everything is still closed and there's no, LA is a city of, of, it's a big sprawling city with nothing fucking going on except for lines at In-N-Out and Costco. That's it. If you go outside, there's literally nobody doing anything else. But also, like, people, I guess I could tell you what the other job, the other job is at a storage place. People are still uh, buying storage units. <laughs> you know why? Because they don't have fucking houses anymore. Motherfuckers are living in those things. Before I got hired at that place, a motherfucker was living in a fucking storage unit. And, you know, they fucking knocked, you know, they fucking, there's security everywhere. So they found, you know, they found, they, they basically found the guy living there. Like, what the fuck are you, what the fuck's going on in there? They found, like, a guy, they put a mattress on a cart that they, you normally, like, move boxes and shit under, or move, move boxes and shit on. Put a mattress on that, put it in a storage unit with a light in it, doing fucking peyote or something. <laughs> Living in the fucking storage unit is like, dude, you think we're not going to fucking find... There's a camera five feet away from you. What are you doing? I've only been working there for a little bit, and motherfuckers are fucking insane. People are insane. There's, like, storage people, like, people who store shit, like, hoarders. It's like, dude, what do you have all this shit for? That's one thing I've known. Like, I've only been there for a little bit. I can already tell, like, yo, like, if you have this much shit that you need another place for your shit, you have too much shit, dude. Like, get rid of some of your shit. I can't. It's just so. <laughs> What's in the boxes? I can't tell. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, but, like, if you just, like, take out the stuff out the box. Just, I can't. It's just. It's so important to me. <laughs> Do you have any shelves? <laughs> Well, yes, we do. They're actually uh, the cost of what's your car payment? Yeah, it's that. Give us, <laughs> give me that much money, and I'll give you some fucking shelves. People are buying storage units. Crazy fucking job, dude. I didn't know. Like, it's actually really interesting. The storage world. It's storage world is really real estate. Storage world is really fucking real estate. It's another type of real estate that I never really thought about uh, until I started working there. Um, pretty interesting. You're essentially giving people a lease on property that you own that is more like a safety deposit box than it is like an apartment, which is why somebody living in there is really fucking against the rules. It's like, you can't live in a fucking safety deposit box. Dude, this is a bank. Get out. <laughs> what are you doing? But it's crazy. With super, like, super, like, big fucking data and security and cameras and codes and you know just fucking meeting all kinds of weird people it's pretty interesting so that's what i've been that's where i've been working you know plus you know just doing the doing the regular flipping motherfucking cheeseburgers like a goddamn champion and uh trying to get this bread homes and that's pretty much it still in the stock market got to talk about this i have been 
I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. I have been pacing back and forth in hallways and screaming at walls uh, about the fucking GameStop trade. Holy motherfucking shit. If you, are you, have you guys heard about this? If you listen to this podcast, my God. My God, the GameStop trade is absolutely, mind-blowingly. It, it's If you haven't heard about it, it you're going to hear about it. <laughs> if, if you haven't heard about it yet, you're probably going to hear about it in a couple days or weeks or whatever. It's... Uh, it's making its way to the to the front meet to the main 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 main. It's going from Wall Street to Main Street. It's going to the front page of everything. The GameStop trade. Um, I will do my best to uh, give you a synopsis. Uh, keep in mind, I am not a financial advisor. I am, in fact, one of the dumbest people that's ever lived. I am um, absolutely retarded. I'm wearing the same pair of socks that I wore for the last three days. And uh, yesterday, I ate an Italian sandwich. And then five minutes later, I went to In-N-Out and got uh, a burger and fries at, at 11 o'clock at night. I'm 30 years old, and I live with my parents, and I'm doing a podcast in their garage at this very moment. I'm going to talk to you right now about highly, highly complicated financial instruments and markets that I know nothing about at all. I am, in fact, incapable of giving financial advice, and once again, one of the dumbest people that has ever walked the face of this earth. The GameStop trade goes back months. <laughs> GameStop trade goes back months, years even. GameStop, if you don't know what GameStop is, is a uh, video game video game and electronics retailer, brick and mortar retailer that sells video games and electronics and, you know, nerd shit. Uh, you buy, you know, you, you want to buy Far Cry, you go to GameStop to buy a physical copy. You know, you want to buy a fucking Xbox, you want to buy the new Xbox in person, you go to a fucking GameStop. It's a brick and mortar retailer that sells electronics and nerd memorabilia. Um, for the past couple of years, GameStop has been struggling like all brick and mortar stores because of things like fucking Amazon and e-commerce that have, that have outpaced their market. They are, you know, for years have been slowly bleeding and dying, a slow and painful death, much like uh, other businesses that failed to adapt, adapt like fucking Sears and uh, Blockbuster, which... Remember fucking Sears? Are you old? That's how fucking old I am. Do you guys remember Sears? Just, I, it's just so, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's just so crazy to imagine that the guy in charge of Sears, you know, like some guy, he's got, he had to have had a meeting with somebody at his job. Big guy, big fucking office, sitting in a really fucking nice leather chair with his feet up. Some guy comes in and is like, boss, there's this thing called the internet. I think we need to start taking pictures of our products and putting it there so that people can see them. And he went, get the fuck out of here, Mark. Your wife's a fucking whore. <laughs> and he lit a cigarette, <laughs> did a line of cocaine, and then Sears went fucking bankrupt a week later. <laughs> it's just like literally that's the kind of shit that GameStop is appear appears to fucking be. Uh, you know, GameStop appears to be headed in the exact same direction. They refuse 
to fucking get with the times. They just refuse to fucking start doing things that would be smart, like getting rid of brick and mortar stores that are just bleeding money and not selling shit. Get rid of the stores that aren't making money. Why do you have a store? There was a, they've got rid of a fucking GameStop down the street from my fucking house over on, uh, where the fuck was it? Next to the wing stop in the big, uh, in the Dollar Tree in Pasadena. They just, they got rid of it because nobody, wasn't nobody fucking going in there for anything. They're just paying fucking some acne infested nerd to stand there and judge you. <laughs> paying him fucking $12 an hour. He's like, I don't even fucking want to be here. That's <laughs> literally what the fuck half of the stores were. So, okay. So, I'm, okay, so how, how do I even, I'm trying to, I guess I'm giving, this is my, I could say whatever, whatever the fuck I want. This is my podcast. I could do the story for as long as, for as long as I fucking want. Basically, but yeah, basically that's the vision of GameStop is that GameStop is a failing retailer that is going to be blockbuster and eventually go bankrupt. Um, and that was the general perception in both like the public perception of GameStop was that, yeah, eventually they're going to go out of business as well as the public perception on the market, which was, yeah, GameStop's probably going to go bankrupt. They're probably going to go to zero. So because finance is full of um, nerds and greedy people who are actually evil geniuses, they figured out a way to make money through businesses failing. That you can bet on, on a stock price going low, going lower and making money off of it. And that's essentially what big investment banks or big, big investment money big hedge funds, big money, were betting on GameStop going to absolutely zero, such that the amount of shares available to short, um, the, the, amount of, the, the amount of shares that were sold short was higher than the amount of shares that were available to buy. The short interest on GameStop was well over and has been well over 100%. Meaning that people who were short, i.e. betting GameStop would go bankrupt, were betting on the price going to zero. They were betting on GameStop going to absolute zero and going bankrupt. And for years, this was a solid trade. Solid investment. Made sense. Every year that GameStop refused to fucking go all the way in and get rid of failing brick and mortar stores and not broker, you know, deals with with uh with gaming companies or big uh big big players in the gaming industry like Microsoft every year that they refuse to get with the times and change and make big systemic changes to their business plan you know played into the short positions of these big hedge funds and big money and for a while this was profitable and this worked they dr they drove the price of GameStop, very close close to zero. I want to say as low as about $2 a share. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to most regular people, the actual price of GameStop stock, in reality, was worth about 
a share. Why? Well, because, and this was, I found this out last year, because while GameStop was failing and and drowning in the ocean of their own failure, they were were simultaneously attempting to learn how to fucking swim. (laughs) They got a new, uh, they got a new CEO to, uh, to take the helm and, 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 and begin pivoting into a new business plan. And they started paying off debt and they started getting new fucking deals with Microsoft that allowed them free money. And they just, and you know, they attracted new investors who saw a different kind of company that GameStop could become if they just made some fucking changes that were suggested to them by specific people who would later on to become board members. So keep this in mind. Wall Street, driving the price down by shorting it. GameStop, learning how to swim and slowly pivoting into a company that may one day be profitable. The price, meanwhile, the price of GameStop, very fucking low, right? Signaling that the people who are short see GameStop not as a company that is changing into something that might be profitable, but instead still as a company that is failing to get with the times and will eventually go bankrupt. Enter coronavirus, 2020, the worst fucking year of everybody's life. Hundreds of thousands of people dying, getting sick, unable to go outside, unable to fucking live their lives. People are stuck inside doing all kinds of minute bullshit, some of which would end up being profitable pursuits. (laughs) Somebody, some fucking genius who had had nothing, who had nothing but time because you can't go outside. They told you you can't go outside. Also, you don't have a job because you got fucking fired. (laughs) Some idiot with nothing but fucking time on his hands who is smart enough to fucking read and internet savvy enough to know how to how the fucking internet works did enough research on short positions of short positions on companies on the stock market to find wait a minute GameStop is over 139% sold short that's more than any other company on the market why and that person decided to do some Something a little a little thing called fucking research. <laughs> that person decided to do a deep dive on GameStop's financials and found, wait a minute, GameStop has enough cash on hand that they're worth at least $10 a share. Why is it worth $2 a share? Oh, it's because the people that are that are shorting are betting on it going to zero. But it can't. So they're just forcing it to zero by shorting it over 100% of the shares that are available. And this guy puts, starts to do some fucking math in his head and goes, wait a minute, two plus two is actually four. And if I have two, and if they have two, I can turn this into fucking four. <laughs> so what this guy figures, basically... The way that you... Okay, I have to fucking pause the story here and explain how short selling works, as far as I can tell. 
keep in mind, this is once again a disclaimer. I'm an idiot. I could get this wrong. I'm actually fucking stupid. And my phone is being used to record this podcast, and I can't look up short selling, explain like I'm five, and just read it to you. So I have to fucking go off the top of the, off the, top of the dome. Um, okay. As far as I can tell, short selling is when somebody borrows shares of a stock. And it, short selling is when somebody borrows shares of a stock um, and agrees to pay for the stock later. And they're hoping to pay for that stock at a lower price so that they make money. <clears throat> right? I think that's... Well, I actually think that was a really good job. I, I blacked out for a second. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> uh, right. That's that's essentially what short selling. That's a bench, that's that's essentially what short shorting is. So when somebody short something, they're borrowing something that they haven't paid for, and they're hoping that the price falls so that they can pay less for it, and they, and that and thus make money on the shares. So. Um, back to the story. So this guy figures, wait a minute, over 100% of shares are sold short. So, and I know that this thing is not going to go to zero. So when they have to cover, because this thing doesn't go to zero, they're going to have to pay for the shares at a higher price. So I'm just going to buy some shares and hold on to them. And so that's what the guy did. Bought some shares, held on to them. And he's on Reddit, so he fucking posts the thing on Reddit because Reddit is where you post stuff to the community. There's a community of stock traders. Let's just fucking they just talk shit about stock and talk about how they lose money all the time and how fucking fun it is and you know whatever. And you know other people start to look into this trade and other people start to do due diligence and they start to do their own research and come to their own conclusion. They start and they start to post their positions on the fucking, on the thing. All leading up to, you know, today. We're essentially where we're at today. The price of GameStop is, as of right now, I mean, the last time I checked it, it was over $200 a share. Um, last time I checked it, it was over $200 a share, up from... I mean, when did I, like, fucking, I don't even know, like, uh, give it, you know, six, let's just be real, like six months, what, what month is it, January? Yeah, let's say six months, up from about, you know, 15, 20 dollars a share, maybe, maybe even less, from, call it 15, all the way up from, from 15 dollars a share, all the way here to 200 dollars a share. Now, why has that happened? Well, because other people have found this trade. The shorts, the the short sellers have exposed themselves to infinite losses here, because when you borrow, when you bar, you when you sell something short, you're borrowing it. You haven't paid for it yet. You're borrowing the shares, and you're agreeing to pay for them later. If the price goes up, you're paying you're paying a higher price for them. And, and to hold your position to sell short, you have to pay a premium. You, if you really want to 
to know about this trade um, in a way that is more complete and I'm doing a bad job of fucking explaining it, watch the big short and then, you know, do some fucking Googling on GameStop and figure out the correlation yourself. I'm not smart enough to fucking explain this shit to people. But essentially, that's what's going on, is GameStop is caught in a... I don't even know how to fucking describe it. The short sellers are... are, are the short sellers have been caught with their hands down. They've, 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 been, they've, they've been caught with their fucking pants down. And they are they are at the point of having to cover their losses. This is the thing about selling short is that if the price moves against you, you 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 are subject to infinite loss. And losses are infinite up until like how much money you have. And these hedge funds have, you know, billions and billions of dollars. And they've held these short positions and doubled down on them such that they're risking losing everything. And with the price action that we saw today with GameStop being above $200 a share, somebody online smarter than me did the fucking math on it. They've blown past 100% losses for the year. So they're, at, they're, they're going to get margin called, meaning the people who they borrowed shares from are going to say, hey, we don't think you have enough money past this point to hold this position. We are forcing you to sell everything and buy back these fucking shares right now. That is where the fuck we're at. We are at that point. At least it appears to be that point. We're, nobody can be sure because nobody else, nobody, regular people, we don't have the same rules as, as hedge funds. They have different fucking rules. They have different margin requirements. They have way more money. They have way more access and influence. It's just fucking different. Normal people, you get margin called. Bank is like, hey, give give us our fucking money. We, we took all your, we took, we liquidated all your money. We liquidated all of your, um, all of your, all of your positions. You still owe us fifty thousand dollars. Pay us fifty thousand dollars right now. That's what happens with with regular people. Is that going to happen with a big bank? I don't see why it would be any different. Any different ultimately, because when it comes to finance, when it comes to money. Uh, nobody's they're not they didn't loan these shares out out of the kindness of their heart you know what I mean they didn't nobody's nobody's doing anybody any favors on Wall Street you know what I'm saying so they're at the point where I think margin calls are going to start going out and they're going to have to start buying all of the price action that we've seen is just people finding the trade and going wait a minute Shorts are fucking exposed. Wait a minute. GameStop is potentially a good company. And other, I, you know, I fucking, I fucked up this story. <laughs> you know, other stuff fucking happened. Uh, new investors came in. New board members have been accepted. Uh, other people are leaving the board who seem to have been sort of um, holding them back. And they appear to be in a great place to build into something that is actually fucking profitable that people like. Um, so, you know, people really have been buying that idea up until this point, while at the same time hoping that there is some kind of short squeeze in which people who are short GameStop will be forced to buy back their shares at a higher price. 
And that's essentially where we're at as of this moment right now. Uh, the next trading, the next, tra- the next trading period is going to be super fucking interesting. Um, nobody really knows what's going to happen. We're in uncharted territory. Volkswagen had a short squeeze in 2008, where 70% of shares were sold short, and there was less. There was like maybe one percent of shares available to buy, so the price skyrocketed, and the people that were short Volkswagen were forced to buy at inexorbitant prices, as high as over a thousand dollars a share. For a day, Volkswagen was the most profitable stock on the market. It appears that GameStop is in a similar situation in which short positions will be margin called and forced to buy the stock at whatever price the market sets. And who sets who sets the market? Who sets the price? Well, whoever holds shares of GameStop. There's 70 million shares out there 70 million shares and how many shares are sold short well i told you that what the fuck was that did you guys fucking hear that Dad? Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Jesus Christ, you are... That was terrifying. What? <laughs> it was terrifying. What's terrifying? I didn't know... I didn't hear you... Not, like, was that you over there? Yeah. I just watched that Netflix thing about serial killers in Pasadena. Terrifying. Okay, we're back. Jesus Christ, that was fucking terrifying. This podcast is going to have everything. It's got everything in it. It's got a great story about GameStop. It's got a story about, it's got an update on my life. Also, I potentially could have died just now. (laughs) I haven't talked about the fucking, I haven't talked about the, uh, the, uh, the the documentary on serial killers that I the serial killer that I watched, but Jesus fucking Christ, I might have to talk about that now. Anyway, um, what was I saying about GameStop? Yeah, so basically, basically, uh, short positions are exposed. They've over leveraged themselves as a result of their own greed, stupidity, and irresponsibility, and essentially now um, they're going to have to buy back all the shares that they borrowed. Or they're going to create new rules and fuck over regular people, but I don't see how that happens. Um, but it might. I could be, you know, I have no idea. Like I fucking told you, I'm stupid. I have no idea. I could be con- completely and totally wrong about this. Anyway, but, you know, I'll tell you why I think that this is going to happen. And I'll also tell you why I think this trade is important. Why I think this is going to happen is because anytime. You know you've won an argument when the other side results to name calling. That's how you know you've won. If you're if you're in a if I'm in an argument with some if I'm in an argument with a girl and she goes, "Fuck you, fat boy." I I won. I know I won the argument. That's how you know you won. 
It's how you fucking know you won the argument is if they because they, that means they have no they have no points. They have nothing of value to bring to the fucking conversation. And the market the market makers and the hedge funds the people who are short GameStop that's the position that they're in and that's currently what they're doing. If I'm talking about this GameStop thing on this podcast right now. I'm sure if you do some Googling, you can find other stories about GameStop. And if you watch any news, uh, if you watch any, you know, news stories on YouTube or on NBC or, you know, mainstream media or whatever, they're all going to be saying different, they're going to, the tone of their, of their, uh, of their stories is going to be much different than mine. What they're going to be saying is stuff like retail investors are driving the price of highly volatile stocks that have been sold short. And it's this new thing that we've never seen before. And you're going to think, wow, this is crazy that retail investors are driving. No, 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 no. There's going to be virtually no talk of the gross irresponsibility of shorting something far beyond what it's worth to short. They got greedy by shorting GameStop well past the point that it was supposed to have been shorted at. GameStop, in, back in 2000, when GameStop was trading at $4, 2000, back in 2020 when GameStop was trading at about $4 a share, they had enough cash on hand by itself. Just liquid money, just money that they had despite the fact that they were in debt, they had enough money by itself to be worth about $10, $15 a share. That was last year when it was trading at four. They're not going to talk about that at all. They're not going to say anything about that. They're not going to say anything about the fact that naked shorting, i.e., like, i.e. shorting stocks that don't exist, how that is vaguely irresponsible and illegal, they're not going to talk about that at all. What they're going to talk about is retail investors uh, taking charge of the market, and they're going to talk about how, essentially, they're going to frame this entire story such that you feel a little bit bad for the short positions, much like they did with the two, when the when the world's economy collapsed in two thousand eight, when they tanked the housing market, and everybody in the real in regular world was like, "How the fuck did this happen?" It took years before people really fucking understood. Wait a minute, big banks turned the housing market into a bubble of greed and stupidity, knowing that it would collapse everything, and they didn't care because they made a ridiculous amount of money doing it. It didn't matter. It's the exact same greed and stupidity that fueled the housing crisis that is currently fueling this fucking GameStop trade. The only difference is that regular people found the trade. That's the only fucking difference. And so this trade, and I'm getting to why it's important now, why this trade is important is because, and this is... Keep this again. My belief, I'm fucking stupid, could be wrong about all of this. Why this trade is important is because it represents 
all of the contempt and anger that regular people have against big financial institutions and hedge funds that ultimately use their greed to make their lives ridiculously hard and unlivable. I am holding on to the shares that I have, right? And I'm in a if I if I'm in a position to set the price, the price for me is how is this question? It's how much if I'm talking to a hedge fund man, it's how much is your life worth? All of the your whole life, all of the shit that you have, your fucking your job and you how how important you feel and how much money you make and the life of your family and the insurance that your kids are going to have good lives and be safe and never go hungry and never have to worry about anything. How much does all of that fucking cost to you? Think about that. And that's the, that's what I want. It's not a number. At this point, the people that are holding shares, people are like, I'm holding these just so that if, if I had, I read something fucking insane. I read something on, on Reddit that said, if I, if there was a pile of money, Melvin Capital is one of the <clears throat> is the name of one of the funds that is short GameStop. They said, if Melvin Capital, I would. It's, the guy said, I would burn a pile of Melvin Capital's money, if even if I couldn't have any of it, <laughs> or something like that. Guy was like, I would, if they had, a, if I, if I could. He's like, he basically was like, I would burn all the money, even if I had no chance at keeping any of it. That's that's what that's the feeling of of this to people. So that's the trade is important because it represents all of the oppressive and seemingly endless um, actions against people, just regular people trying to live their fucking lives. That's what this trade represents. It's a way to fucking just get something. After the fucking year that everybody, that regular people just fucking had last year, where worst fucking public health crisis since, since fucking Spanish flu, worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, and how much relief did we get? Virtually none. Virtually none. $1,600 for the fucking year. The government said, here's $1,600. Don't die. Here's $1,600, no vaccine, and you don't have a job. Hey, uh, don't die because we need you to uh, pay your taxes still. Fucking what? Meanwhile, at the same exact time, the people that we voted, the people that we voted for, to, to who promised that they were going to fight for us and, and, and fight for things like Medicare for All, just fucking flopped and lied. And, f- and went totally and completely against everything that they promised they, that they would do. After the year we had, something like this feels like fucking euphoric retribution. This, this trade, should the squeeze happen in the manner that Volkswagen happened, is going to be biblical and it's going to change everything. It's going to change everything about how trading happens on Wall Street. 
about how shorting happens on Wall Street. There will be no more talk of shorting without, with, without at least considering the fact that something like this might fucking happen to you if you do it. And that's what this that's why this trade is fucking important. Um so now that you've listened to this whole fucking spiel about the stock market and GameStop and bullshit, what you're fucking wondering is what day is it? It's the twenty sixth. What you're fucking wondering is, should I get in? <laughs> you know? That's probably what you're fucking thinking. And the answer is, I don't fucking know, man. I just told you. I told you multiple times I'm fucking stupid. I'm dumb. I don't know if you should get in or not. What I do know, and what I do know about trading in the stock market, and um, what I do know is that if you're going to hop into this trade, understand this. You are hopping in to trade one of the most manipulated and highly shorted stocks on the market and potentially in the history of of trading it's and and not only that you're hopping in at a time that the price has run up over hundreds of percent but there is a potential for this thing to continue its meteoric rise and 10x in in the matter of a few trading hours so is it too late to get in? I mean, potentially, no. If this thing runs to 1,000 like fucking Volkswagen did, 200 is a fucking great price to get in. Um, but is it going to fucking go there? I can't, I can't tell you with any degree of certainty. We're in, we're in uncharted territory here. We've never, this has never happened before. The Volkswagen, squeeze, the Volkswagen squeeze when it happened was most of those shares were owned by Porsche and other financial institutions and retail investors were significantly less. There's more, there's more retail investors now than there were in 2008. But to say that it's all retail investors is probably not true, especially after the price action that we saw today. What we saw today, um, we saw big, big volume. And I literally watched this happen on the charts. Big fucking sell pressure at multiple intervals throughout the day i think i saw i think i read somewhere that said like for at 45 minute intervals after 12 o'clock just every 45 or excuse me after 12 o'clock 45 minutes 45 minute intervals um during trading hours just big fucking sell big fucking sell big fucking sell and each time huge buy huge buy huge buy huge buy every single time over at a cost of over a hundred dollars a share what i can tell you with Certainty. Regular people, they don't have that kind of money. Buy a hundred buy shares at a hundred dollars a share. No. I think the retail investors mostly, the ones who are gonna get in, have are in and have been in for a while. And anybody who's thinking about getting in right now is like, all right, well, I mean, like, you can get in, but just realize that the volatility is is very, very great. It's it's very significant. And, you know, uh, To be expected. This is normal. I mean, it's it's normal. These people that are short are fighting for their fucking lives, dude. <laughs> they're doing every. They're gonna do everything they can. They're gonna push. 
they're gonna they're gonna delay they're gonna not like they get a margin call they're gonna not pick up the fucking phone <laughs> they're gonna oh actually I, I don't <coughs> I'm actually sick I can't <coughs> talk right now <coughs> I actually can't chop t- t- Bank of America is that you I can't <coughs> that's literally what the fuck they're gonna pull everything out of the every trick in the book to try to get out of this thing and but what I will say is that I I don't see it I don't see how they get out they're at the losses are too great the losses are too great the volume is too high the buying action the 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 bullish pressure is too is too much the squeeze feels imminent it feels as if at any point in the next day two days three days week doesn't really i don't know it just feels as if at any moment Somebody's going to go, fuck it, I'm out, I can't do this anymore. Because there's just too much against them. There's just too much. I didn't even, t- I didn't even talk, did I say that how much interest that shorts are paying to hold the, they, keep, when I, I'm having a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> what, keep in mind what I said. When you, when you short a stock, you're borrowing shares. You're not, you haven't paid for them yet. When you borrow money that you haven't paid for, what, what, what happens when you borrow money? What happens when you borrow money, people? You, you have to pay interest. If I go to a bank and I say, I, I want to buy a house, I got to borrow X amount of money. They say, fine, we'll give you the money, but you got to pay us back interest. They're doing the exact same thing. Do you know how much money they're paying in interest every day for a position that they're losing money on? It's unsustainable. They can't do it. A hedge fund is a collection of money from clients who they promise that they're going to make money for. If they're in this trade and they're losing money for them on a daily basis, it's it's a bad look for their business. It's a bad look for their clients. It's ultimately just going to lead to incredible amounts of litigation. This thing is wildly out of control for them. They're in a burning house with no fire extinguisher and no phone to fall and no phone to call the fire department. This thing is completely and totally out of their control. The only move that they have is to cover. And it's the only move that they don't want to do. So should you buy? It's up to you. I don't know. Is GameStop gonna gonna fucking run to a thousand? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, Bailey, when are you are you in? Are you gonna sell? Well, I'll tell you. I can tell you, I'm in. I'm in. Am I gonna sell? I don't know. When am I gonna do it? I, I don't know. My opinion is. My opinion is that until shorts begin to cover their positions, it would be suicide to sell. To give them an easy out? It would be suicide to sell before Melvin Capital has to liquidate their funds in order to cover their losses. It would be suicide. It would be the dumbest fucking thing to ever fucking do. To hold on to this stock that's been super volatile where you gained money and lost money and been on this fucking emotional financial roller coaster for months and 
and to sell before anybody suffers any loss that's that you've been betting against it would be the dumbest fucking thing in the world to do it would also be dumb to sell before gamestop announces anything official about their stance on where they're going as a company we all believe that gamestop is successfully pivoting and they've they've suggested multiple times but we need some official something official something set in stone that says gamestop is doing exactly what the fuck its investors want and that's what i think about gamestop you know if you're thinking about trading it cool do your own research and figure it out um just realize that what just remember remember this if you're listening to this podcast remember what i fucking said about it highly highly volatile high 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 short interest um big money on either sides and potentially the trade of the century could be could be otherworldly could be something insane um I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know I have work tomorrow and it's going to be awfully hard to give a shit about any of it. <laughs> it's going to be awfully fucking hard. I guess on the topic of work, I could also say, you know, so I got, I got the, uh, I got the storage job. I got the burger job and you know, I got a plan. I got a plan to whittle it down to one job and I can't talk about it yet. Um, but moves are being made and, uh, we're going to see where it happens. We're going to, excuse me, we're going to see what happens. Um, you know, so, you know, I tried to, uh, you know, I tried, I tried to do multiple episodes of this podcast and, you know, I just, none of them felt like they were good enough. And, you know, um, I was in this fucking creative rut and that's why there hasn't been anything. And I've been radio silent for a while. And I've also been, you know, thinking about expanding my output to fucking YouTube, dude. I got, like, it seems like it's a no-brainer. I really have to do it. I have to get on YouTube. I have to fucking do it. I have to get on YouTube. And, you know, I've just been bogged down by, you ever get bogged down by, like, you know, the idea of something? You know, like, you start a YouTube channel, you have no idea what it could be, but it could be anything. And so you think about doing everything. And so ultimately, and you end up doing nothing. And that's really the worst thing you can do is to is perpetual, <coughs> excuse me, perpetual inaction. And that's where I've been stuck. So I'm working on something and I'm trying to just, you know, make it and let it go. That's, that's the problem that I have. And maybe I've even been practicing with this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, you would find, you would be, you would be interested to know that I have not edited one of these fucking podcasts, not one of them. And I think you could probably tell because they're uh, long. <laughs> and I'm just fucking ranting or whatever. But I'm not edit Like, I really am trying to, like, what's the word? I'm trying to train myself to to make it, to make stuff and just let it fucking go. You know? Like, it's a tough thing to do for for me. I'm somebody where like I can, I can, I can laser 
focus on laser focusing on something and it can just never fucking be finished. I could just work on it forever and just, and I'm trying to get over that. And I think this podcast has really helped. So I'm trying to expand that idea into something else like YouTube. And, you know, that's the idea is to put out stuff on YouTube and, you know, start fucking recording these podcasts with a fucking camera and, and do those and do it that way. You gotta expand. You gotta expand your output. That's what that's what last year was about, and it seems as if that's what you, this year is going to continue to be about because nothing really has changed all that much. Uh, so, that being said, um, oh, do I talk very quickly about the uh, fucking serial killer? What was the name of the documentary? It's really not worth mentioning. It really what you got. Could you guys hear the fucking fear and terror in my voice when the fucking? I hope you heard <clears throat> the the thud against the uh, against the wall outside. I was like, really? I'm gonna fucking die today? Are you fucking kidding me? Today I'm gonna die fucking today. This is the day. Like, but I just watched uh, some documentary about a serial killer in Los Angeles. I forgot his name already. Um fucking crazy ass dude who killed like he, he was a serial killer but he didn't have like a pattern he just killed r- random fucking people and the, all of the murders were in Pasadena and I was like this is really and I, you know I started watching it I wonder what part of your brain is activated when you're watching like serial killer documentaries because I started watching this shit at like fucking 10 o'clock at night and I was like why am I doing this to myself but I just kept watching it <laughs> terrifying uh, this is a weird way to end the podcast, but, uh, it's going to end and I'm going to tell you, like I tell you every time, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And, uh, to those trading on, on, on margin, don't fucking do that. Get a cash account. If you trade on margin, they can loan out your shares. Don't fucking do that. Only use money that is yours. Say it with me. Credit is not money. One more time, people. Credit is not money. That's right.